Hi everybody and welcome to Ang Fusion. Ang Fusion is a podcast that gives you permission to think differently and to push you to a new level of awareness and understanding. A safe space where you tap into your level of abundance in all areas of your life and business. I am your host, Gigi, your provider of happiness. In today's conversation, we'll talk about the body image. Because we know that it's an issue uh, that is very common in uh, our society. And to navigate to that topic, we will have Melanie Poussin, which is the owner of uh, A Blissful Journey. And uh, she's a life coach as well and a body positive image. So thank you, Melanie, for being with us today. Thank you, Gigi, for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Uh, we will have a really powerful conversation, meaningful, because the 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 importance with us is to is to give you sense and perspective. So to start with, can you define us a bit what is a positive body image? So positive body image is really trying to be um, confident in your own body and in, in your own skin, uh, trying to be um, very compassionate with yourself, trying to treat your body the way that you're supposed to treat it uh, in order to feel empowered, in order to feel motivated and in order to feel healthy as well. Because I think a lot of the time we have, we're trying to control the way our body looks because we're, not, we're super critical about how it looks and how we want it to be. But we usually start behaviors that are very depriving and restrictive mm -hmm. and it's not really helping your body um, in the long term. So body positivity is trying to be very um, in tune with your body, how it looks, trying to not change it too much, but trying to be more appreciative of how it is. How it is, yeah. It's really important. So how does it impact uh, the body image uh, to have that positivity uh, How does it impact? Um, so I think it really helps on different aspects. Um, I would say it helps not only on your physical um, health, mm -hmm. but it also helps on your also helps your mental health. Yeah. So being more positive around your body ultimately helps you having a, a, a life that's a little bit more enjoyable, mm -hmm. a lot less, you know, stressful. You're a bit less, you know, like obviously like self-criticism -criti and judgment is not really really helping you in the long term. Mm -hmm. So being more positive and having an outlook that's a little bit more flexible around your body and a little bit more um, appreciative ar around your body helps you thrive um, yeah. Yeah. in the rest of your life, really. I totally agree with that because when you start to feel good in your body, it reflects in so many layers um, and different aspects of your life. Uh, it can be professionally, it can be in terms of your relationship, friendship or love relationship mm -hmm. because you are in tune, you are aligned with your body, your mind and your spirit. Mm -hmm. So how do we start and uh, what are the little steps? Because it starts from the early age. Uh, how can we embrace that body that is evolving to uh, the cycle for women, uh, the life, uh, the, um, the, the environment? How do we start from the beginning to have that healthy habit? Well, I think that's definitely a journey that will be a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. It's not something that, oh, 
tomorrow I'm going to be positive in my yeah. body and <laughs> it's going to happen. I think it's yeah. I think it always starts with the your upbringing. So if you're a parent is trying to be super mindful about how you talk about uh, your you know bodies in general or mm-hmm. body standards in general, how you approach that conversation with your kids because in the end like kids are just sponges. Yes, and true. when when you have like an opinion about bodies or if you make comments, for example, about somebody in the street, how she looks or how he looks, um, you create those little beliefs for mm-hmm. your kids. And that's how because, you know, a kid, a baby is a blank canva. Mm-hmm. True. So the way you the way people are brought up. Mm-hmm. And what they hear, what they see, what, you know, what the environment is about will shape how they they become. become. Yeah. So I think that it starts obviously at an early age. And I think we see that a lot in in terms of like how uh, boys and girls are brought up, Mm -hmm. where the girl has to be pretty in her little dress, things like that. And the boy has to be strong and, you know, he always has to protect his little sister, th- things like that. So I think already the... There is a conditioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The body image starts from there, like the perceptions around body image. Mm-hmm. So if you are a girl that was brought up as, you know, you need to be pretty, you need to be nice, things like that, you are... You, you have those beliefs internally mm-hmm. that are with you. And so when you become of age, when you get in or in your teenage years, things like that, where you're, you know, obviously your environment broadens up, you have like other people coming in, you have maybe other people making comments, different comments, and you start absorbing all those things. You create those internal uh, limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And when you become uh, an adult, that's when you have your face with all those body image you know, standards, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, beliefs, etc. And so that would be when you start having maybe behaviors then around your body mm-hmm. that might not be so positive. Thank you for <laughs> for that uh, really exclusive uh, answer. <laughs> um, my next question is: uh, How do you help, and uh, how do you start uh, with your customer client uh, to help them to uh, feel confident? and to regain that self-esteem? So, I mean, it's a long, like I said, it's going to be a long journey because if you have been brought up a certain way, like for example, 30 years of, you know, hearing the same things, being in the same environment, etc., and hearing, you know, hearing and seeing the same behaviors all the time, um, it takes time to un- unlearn yeah, all those unlearn. patterns. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, so the way I start is I always, you know, I always give the right expectations that it's not because you're starting a six months program mm-hmm. that at the end of the six months you're going to be like yeah everything is so true you yeah know. so but it's more like understanding that whatever we're doing we're helping your brain mm-hmm. to rewire in a different way than what you've learned uh, all this time okay and that the more you sh- you change so i always like to use the um, the image of a train and the rails mm-hmm. so because you've been firing the same neurons for so long of like hearing the same things, saying the same things and see, you know, seeing always the same things. You're, it's like a train that always went on the same rails. Mm-hmm. And so the rails are very like shiny and very, you know, comfy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, you yeah. know, like 
if you see the rails of a train uh, that's in use, mm -hmm. the rails will be like very silver, shiny and, you know, and then if uh, a train hasn't been used or the rails of a train hasn't been used, like mm -hmm. a railway, it's like rusty and there's like mold or like, you know, plants growing on it and stuff. Okay. So the way I'm explaining it to my clients is that at, at the start, Uh, they've been on that journey of like always seeing the same patterns of behaviors, you know, and they have like habits around their body or around their confidence, etc. So that's the train that went one way all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and we're trying to use a different, a different way of thinking, different mm -hmm. patterns, different behaviors. And we're trying to unlearn what they've, they've been taught uh, and learning new, new behaviors and new habits is almost as if like you're trying to derail the train mm -hmm. from its course to another one. And so the more you're going to use the different uh, pathway, mm -hmm. the less you're going to try, you're going to forget about the, the, the old the one. Old ones, yeah. And the, the more like it. that new pathway that you're going to use is going to be like the rail, the railway is going to be shiny and, you know, smooth and it's going to get easier then. Okay. And then obviously at the end of the The journey, the journey or the, the advancement because yeah. it's a lifelong journey. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But the more you go into on that journey, the more you're able to forget about the old, the old things that you've learned, the old patterns that you've learned around your body um, and around personal growth in general or personal development. So it's like, it's not like trying to put a timeline um, as in like, oh, in six months time, I'm going to be blah, 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 like results, like mm -hmm. having the results is more like trying to have like a more compassionate approach of saying like, I'm changing. Yeah. I'm learning something different mm -hmm. about myself, about everything. And um, once I have all the tools, then I can just apply them, you know, even outside of uh, the coaching journey with sure. me. Mm -hmm. They can just, you know, keep learning, keep researching and keep, you know, learning about themselves then even beyond. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, yeah, I think it's important to uh, not only take that coaching uh, with uh, for that the what they are requesting, but for outside as well because it's so impacting positively in uh, other area of your life. Yeah, when you yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, no, go ahead. No, and I just wanted to jump on that is that sometimes you have like people coming for a specific, you know. They want a specific uh, result. They want. They come here because they have specific goals. Mm -hmm. And then the more you go into the coaching journey, the more that you see that it, it was maybe just like a, a symptom or something that they thought they needed to work on. Mm -hmm. And the more you go into the, the the program or the coaching relationship, and the more you see that it had nothing to do with yeah, what they, they need true, to work on. True. Yeah. So, like for example, I work with. Uh, people who have a uh, emotional eating um, disorder, disorder, or not mm -hmm. even just disorder, but like it's just people who overeat, they binge because they're tired or you know stressed or whatever, mm -hmm. and they feel like the the food is the problem, like mm -hmm. the food and the weight is the problem. So they come because they they've tried all the diets and all the personal training training programs, and they still haven't managed to lose the weight. And then that's their focus. Like the weight is the focus. The food is the focus. And then the more you go into the, the program, the more you see that it's like the food and the weight was just like on the outside. Mm -hmm. Just the thought, bottom of the iceberg, like yeah, we like to say. Exactly. Yeah. What they thought they needed to work on. And then they realized that actually it, it was more like the relationship 
mm-hmm. with themselves, if, you know, maybe some unanswered questions from their childhood. Maybe it was some childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this uh, complete uh, answer. So in order to move on, because it's really important to say it, um, the structure, but uh, can we, for example, give a few examples of uh, what can we do uh, if we have a healthy uh, body uh, image? Uh, can you give us some uh, trick and um, advice for the yeah. audience? Well, first of all, if like may, you might not be necessarily um, aware that you have, you know, negative body image, mm-hmm. but like things like, for example, always criticizing like body parts when you see you, you take pictures of, you know, you, you see pictures of yourself and you're like always like picking, you know, uh, oh, my arms look yeah you know, this way and my legs, blah, blah, blah. That's a sign that you might not be um, very accepting who yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. Um, always making comments, you know, around, um, you know, maybe even other people mm-hmm. uh, making comments about how they look, etc. That means that there's a bit like insecurities maybe around body image in, in general or that you have like beliefs that come up, come from a long time ago mm-hmm. and you're just reprojecting those kind of insecurities ar- uh, around. Um, so it's just like trying to be a bit more uh, aware of like those little habits that you're making mm-hmm. uh, um, that are not necess- necessarily very positive or is it maybe that you compare yourself a lot on social media, True. you're trying to change the way you 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 look uh, based off Uh, what you see on social media mm-hmm. um, is it that um, you you don't you know that you feel like shit? I don't know if I can say that word. That's fine. Don't want to be censor. <laughs> if you feel like shit when you see stuff on social media, it makes you feel like oh, I'm not good enough mm-hmm. compared to what I see or compared to this person, or be, and and you don't necessarily realize that what you see on social media is or you forget. Yeah. yeah, you forget that. It's only a highlight of people's lives. True. Um, so just noticing when um, you have those kind of moments where you're not feeling really good about yourself mm-hmm. um, based off like comments that you, you're saying to yourself and just kind of catching catching yourself when you're doing this. So mm-hmm. like, for example, when I started modeling, I used to always like critique, like every time I had, and I, you probably also experience that as well <laughs> whenever you get the result pictures yeah. you're always like mm, I don't like this I wish True. you know um, or um, like you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're always already like kind of commenting oh I have spots on my skin uh, this looks um, flab- flabby I don't know if flabby Floppy. Floppy. Yeah. Floppy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like just commenting like this you mm-hmm. know Uh, and just catching yourself out because, again, what I was, what, you know, the more you think like this and you have that narrative about yourself mm-hmm. going on, the more you're talking to your subconscious mind that it's true. True. You reinforce that. Yeah, exactly. And so it's important to catch yourself whenever you have those uh, those moments and reframe it. Mm-hmm. So whenever you have like a negative um, thought, thought or belief. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Reframe, reframe it into a positive. So mm-hmm. let's say you're starting your day and you're you're seeing yourself in the mirror and you're like, straight away, you're going to be like picking at the one thing you don't like about yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, try to reframe into uh, commenting about the one thing that you like about yourself. Is it your hair? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're, it's a good hair day. So actually acknowledge it and, yeah. you know, show more appreciation about things that you actually do appreciate about, you know, it, 
in yourself. Yeah. And the more you're going to do those kind of reframing exercises and the less you're going to be like always going back into criticizing yourself, True. the more you become, um, you know, more positive tune, about yourself yeah. and the less you actually notice yeah, the, the stuff you didn't like. Didn't like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important to uh, kind of uh, sum what you say to have that uh, importance of a positive affirmation because uh, no matter what, each of us are unique mm. and uh, we need to embrace that uniqueness and that make the world that makes the world a, a beautiful place because mm. everyone is bringing something different, even though that we might have some similarities. And it goes with uh, the fact as well that you move to the life coaching journey. Um, I think uh, starting to embrace our body is the first step for the the next step of life coaching journey, which goes with uh, the body, the mind and the spirit. So we need to start by one section and the rest will follow. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a point that you highlighted uh, in terms of uh, media. Uh, I think it's really important to um, go back to that topic because uh, we know that... Uh, Understand, uh, understanding uh, media in nowadays is really complex uh, because there is a lot of uh, things to earn in terms of financial uh, as well for the marketing side. Uh, but in terms of the confidence, how uh, we can understand the media effect on the bodies? Well, I think that's a huge question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like... I think, you know, medias and marketing in general is everywhere. Like it's on TV, it's on the radio, it's on ads. Like, you know, you yeah. watch a YouTube uh, video, it's on the ads, it's on social media everywhere. So like we, we just see a lot of images and videos like on a constant basis. And we just need to be uh, mindful that a lot of those images have a purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a purpose to sell, it's a purpose to benefit some, you know, industries and stuff. And, um, for example, the, the, how do you call it? The diet industry yes. is a big one. So a lot of the times, a lot of marketing will benefit those, um, those industries. So for example, in magazines, like I grew up in magazine with magazines who were just kind of saying like, um, get rid of the satellite, mm -hmm. um, how to get a flat tummy before the summer um wrinkles get rid of the wrinkles mm -hmm. you know uh here's the cream for for it or whatever which you don't necessarily see for men uh, a true. man who's aging is a oh he's, he's aging with yeah. you know class and you know uh, whereas for women it, you have to be perfect and i think it comes a long way as well like when you look at old uh, ads mm -hmm. Like, you know, if just even if people want to do the exercise of going and Googling old ads and stuff where the woman is at home, she's waiting for her husband, she makes the, she has cooked a really nice meal and she needs to be pretty, she needs to be, you know, perfect, mm -hmm. attractive, nice, etc. Yeah. It, it all started there. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, you know, the society evolved and stuff, but you still have the idea that a woman needs to be perfect mm -hmm. and being imperfect is not good enough. Yeah, it's not an option, actually. Yeah. It's not an option at all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so like when you're brought up with this constant um, belief, belief mm -hmm. like not only you're, you have the belief coming up from the society, from like uh, medias, well, you have, you have it coming from society because the medias are taking it from... Yeah, the beliefs of society but then because like your parents your grandparents have been fed the same thing mm -hmm. you also get it from 
your, your family psyche, environment, family, yeah, yeah, true. yeah, yeah, your environment. True. So, um, yeah, that's how I think it's very imp- like it impacts you in ways that you not you you might not be super aware of, mm-hmm. um, and it touches your subconscious again. Mm-hmm. So because you're you're con- constantly being fed the same thing, like what I was saying about the train and the rails, yeah, it's always going in the same direction. This is you know it's almost as if you're brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the same beliefs. And so when you're trying to do something a bit different or when you're trying to, um, you know... Be you. To, to be, yeah, to be you, to feel more confident in yourself mm-hmm. and to be more accept acceptant about who you are, then you might have a bit of, res- you know, restriction mm-hmm. or limitation because it's like, oh, I'm going outside of what I know. True. Um, and it becomes a, a little bit harder than to, to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. And uh, I, I like the fact as well that you say that uh, through each uh, age as a woman, but I think it's important because uh, the podcast uh, is not only about women uh, empowerment, but it's about human empowerment. Because um, as a woman, we can speak, but I think uh, those uh, challenges as well, men are facing them uh, in a modern society in order to have a body image about them, the muscular body, um as well, uh, be professional, be uh, the provider and this kind of thing. Yeah. So it's and not really, being vulnerable. They yeah, don't have the right to cry. Yeah, it's really, uh, yeah, it's it's a big struggle for men mm. uh, about that. So I want to uh, emphasize as well about the, the importance of positive, positive body image for men too, uh, because we are not n- neglecting you guys. We are thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it goes as well for you to have those uh, little uh, positive affirma- affirm- uh, affirmation. Uh, to empower and as well to don't hesitate to consult uh, people uh, or specialists as well when you see that uh, you cannot uh, find uh, or you cannot uh, find help uh, inside of you to be able to um, extract yourself from that toxicity, belief, environment or culture. Uh, don't hesitate to consult because we have a special uh, we have a professional yeah. <laughs> for that. So let's move to your desire to become a life coach. Can you tell us uh, what brings you to that process? Oh, well, that was a long process as well. Um, I never thought of myself as a life coach before. Uh, I only started um, two years ago, about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just beca- it was actually just a random, like so the universe just created this, this thing um, but I was uh, an engineer a food engineer before mm-hmm. and to me like the way I was brought up like it's you know engineer lawyer yeah doctor like that's what's like um, recognized mm-hmm. as like a real career profession career mm-hmm. um, and so I was into that line of work and then 2020 uh, mm-hmm. just when COVID start, uh, started actually uh, I was made redundant from my uh, job. So I used to be working in sales for, you know, food ingredients, things like that. And like I had already, f- you know, started feeling super unaligned. Like when I say, like, I don't know if everyone understands the, you know, the word misalignment or not feeling aligned with yourself. But when you're feeling like you're not really going in any direction, you're always doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're not finding any enjoyment in mm-hmm. what you're doing. You get up in the morning and it's, you're always on autopilot. Like you just get up, get ready, go to work. Mm-hmm. And there's no really any sense of purpose of doing. You're more in automation. Yeah. Than, you don't really uh, know what you're yeah. doing even. Yeah. Um, true. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in that 
in that kind of space for probably two years of like not knowing who I am, like what am I doing? What's the next thing afterwards? Um, feeling like I wanted to change job. And if I tra- change the job, maybe I'll be happier. But then not knowing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the comfort as well, like, because you have the job, you know what to do. You get you get money for it, you know, every month. Every month, yeah. You have that safety. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I need. I probably need a change, but what I don't know and why actually because I got I am comfortable right now mm-hmm. so it was always really hard to make a move uh, but then COVID happened like for me COVID was actually I, I know it was very bad for some people but for mm-hmm. me it was a blessing actually yeah uh, because it was uh, like I was made redundant and then for like six months everything was barely like you know closed down there was no much hiring or anything like that anyway mm-hmm. so I was able to just sit down and just see like okay uh, what am I doing next? So I did a bit, a bit of therapy. I went to therapy. And by the way, there's, you, you mentioned about getting help and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of stigma still that getting help means like you're crazy, you know, it's, you're not good enough, things like that. But no, True. actually getting help, if you reframe it, is just trying to improve uh, and to do it faster without having to figure it out, mm-hmm. uh, trial and error, things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I did therapy to find out why I wasn't like so happy, um, trying to find my way. And then like life coaching, it was coming up already a good bit at that time. But I was like, oh my God, those life coaches, like they must have like a, an awesome job, must be so rewarding. But mm-hmm. I never saw myself as one. Okay. But I was like, wow, that's a, that's a cool Something job. Something like, that you feel yeah. appealing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, I don't know if that will be ever for me or even... I didn't see myself as a life coach at all. Um, and then I think I just started asking like to people I knew, like, what would you see me doing? And what, you know, what do you think I would be like, if you saw me in the street, what would you think mm-hmm. my career would be? And some of them were like, oh, motivational speaker. And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, that's definitely not like an option. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like they were saying like, yeah, influencing people, helping people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even know how to help people when I can't, can't even help myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I don't know, um, I applied for marketing jobs because I was, appeal- you know, it was appealing. Marketing was appealing. And then the job that I applied for was for a therapist who was specialized in emotional eating. Okay. And that's how it actually all started because then I started asking myself about emotional eating. Mm-hmm. Then I realized that I had an issue with emotional eating. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was in, in like, I started you know, becoming a little bit more aware about, you know, personal development. I was mm-hmm. reading more books. I was listening to podcasts. I was lis- I was watching videos. Like I was just literally just doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, okay, that's interesting. I'd love to know, to learn more. Um, and I looked into like coaching courses, you know, things that had to do with mental health, well-being, personal development. Mm-hmm. And I just did a, a course, uh, graduated and then became a life coach. <laughs> Well done for stepping into that. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and it really suits you because uh, I can see that you are more happy, more yeah. aligned, and it reflects naturally uh, on you. So well Thank done. Thank you. For choosing you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the life coaching is a bit uh, a trend at the moment. Uh, 
to be honest. So can we give a bit uh, more of clarification about what it is exactly and what are the different methods uh, that uh, people are using? Because we can have uh, adaptive uh, coaching, we can have NPL, we can have cognitive holistic. So try a bit to clarify for the the people who are listening. Yes. Yeah. Like life, life coaching is like a, a big term uh, because there's so many there's so many things that you could you could be as a life coach and mm. you could do specialize in and stuff. But if you look, I think the closest thing that it would look like is as if you said, I mean, the closest uh, job or profession would be ter- being a therapist. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's definitely not the same um, path to get there. But as a life coach, you're using some therapy uh, and psychology um, knowledge. Yes. And it's kind of like therapy would, you know, it would help somebody uh, based of, you know, their their state of mental health. Mm -hmm. And life coaching would be like using some of the state of the mental health and behavior and trying to give a roadmap for each person adapted to their own needs. And like, so it would be like, giving guidance, giving different steps and helping people to come up with their own answers depending on their own needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's using, like you said, like a lot of um, um, different coaching style. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's the neuro-linguistic programming. There is, you could also use like hypnosis, uh, meditation techniques. There is also EFT tapping. So emotional freedom technique okay. that you can use as part of your uh, coaching. Uh, you can use uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. So that's what I'm yeah. using in the in the emotional eating program. So it's basically trying to separate your behavior from um, from your thoughts. Okay. Um, and um, how do you know which one is more adaptable of your based on your your client? Well, for me, I'm using the coach. I'm, my coaching practice is really applied to my own experience and what actually helped me. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like to work with clients who are my younger self or my, you know, my past self, let's say the one dealing with emotional eating, the one dealing with poor body image, um, you know, low self, low self esteem. And depending on what actually resonates with me mm-hmm. in, my own journey and my own healing, I like to apply it in my coaching pra- practice. So for example, I use a lot of meditation. I use the emo- uh, the emotional freedom techniques, so the tapping. Uh, I do the cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of compassion. Yeah, And definitely. positive, you know, psychology. So, but then it depends on who, you know, who you are, what you need. Some people work better with different, um, you know, different techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like when you're looking for to work with a life coach, you just need to to see who the person is, see if you resonate with how they talk, how they yeah. they think. If because uh, there's no point of going to 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 a life coach and not not resonating with them, not feeling like you actually want to work with them because mm-hmm. you're not gonna get results. Like you need to feel in trust. You need to feel like um, like opening to them, you need to like it's really an honest relationship between the coachee and the life coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends also on your own needs. Some some coaches are specialized in career. Mm-hmm. Some are specialized in mental health and well being. Some are specialized in confidence, 
some in emotional eating. Like there's really a lot of uh, different areas. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's finance. Mm -hmm. You know, there's different uh, areas to develop yourself. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for all these answers. I really appreciate my time with you. Mm. Uh, just to uh, wrap it up, can you give us uh, something that is resonate to you in order to empower the community? I think um, if I have to think of one thing right now is to always try to get out of your comfort zone. So whenever you feel like you're not necessarily, um, um, you, you want to do something, but you're not sure, um, you always put it back to tomorrow, to the next day. And then months later, you're still like wanting to do it, but you still haven't done anything. I think just trying to get out of the comfort zone, even if it's not perfect, like we spoke about perfectionism yeah. before. <laughs> and when you're like perfection, it's like the enemy of, you know, action. So you're always yes. going to be like, oh, how can I make this better? How can it be polished and et cetera? Just start and uh, focus on practicing, focus on progression and, not, mm -hmm. and don't focus on perfection because the more you're going to practice, the more you're going to get at to ease. where. Yeah. yeah. And at where you want to be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, It's really important. And uh, I think uh, with the month that I'm trying uh, to um, to uh, develop, um, the law of evolution is really important because uh, our body evolves, our thought evolves, uh, our environment evolves. So be aware of it. It's really important to take the time to observe and uh, to take those info information as uh, input in order to uh, elevate ourselves. But don't forget to tune in inside of you, within you, because uh, you need to dis to be disconnected from uh, the outside environment. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it's really when you tune inside of you and you are a really good example of it, uh, that you can see uh, the person flourish. So... On Unfusion, we'll have more examples of people who decide to take initiative to empower themselves so they can empower the community. And thank you for being one of those examples, oh, thank Melanie. You. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for joining uh, on this episode of Unfusion, episode two. Uh, more to come. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. And uh, if you like uh, the video, subscribe at the YouTube channel. Uh, don't, don't forget to activate the bell and to get notification on new video. It was Gigi and thank you for your time. See you next Monday. Bye.